0: what's up everybody hello from new york city uh my name is mark DeMayo. i'm your host welcome to police off the cuff after hours i'm sitting here with tonight with my co-host uh he's a retired nypd detective he's a frequent contributor on fox news network and he's uh very handsome very tall and he's also <laughs> he also has uh, very great opinions what's up angel masonette how are you
1: what's up thanks for having me again brother Everything's good. How oh, are it's you? my
0: pleasure. We got an announcement at the end of the show. Remind me to tell everybody. And tonight, our guest, uh, we got a special guest tonight. He was a New York City police officer, and he was trying to get into ESU, and he found out that he had a, a valve problem with his heart. He got out in a heart pill, but that didn't stop him. He went back up north, uh, and he became a EMT, and now he runs things up there in Rockland County, and he's doing God's work. What's up, Mike Jeanette?
2: what's up mark what's up angel how you gentlemen doing tonight what's up brother
0: we're doing pretty good man we're happy to have you
2: good 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 i'm glad to be here excited about tonight
0: yeah you came in on a good episode uh hi angela angela's checking in she says hello everyone uh you came here especially we got breaking news tonight so uh we'll we'll get back to your life story in a minute in a minute mike i want to get to this breaking news here this is um a verdict we've been. Unfortunately, waiting for a Fuzzy Doxy. My son just became an EMT. Where, Fuzzy? Let's see. Uh, let's share the screen here. Just give me one second. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. You ready, folks? This is the verdict. If you haven't heard, now you know.
3: Please rise. I'm now going to read your verdicts as it will as it will appear in the permanent court records of Hennepin County. In the matter of state of Minnesota versus Kimberly Potter, court file number 27 CR217490. We, the jury on the charge of manslaughter in the first degree while committing a misdemeanor on or about April 11, 2021 in Hennepin County, State of Minnesota, find the defendant guilty. And the verdict was agreed to at the hour of 11:40 a.m. and signed by the jury person on 11 on 12/23/21. Uh, the verdict on count two is we, the jury, on the charge of manslaughter in the second degree, culpable negligence on or about April 11, 2021, in Hennepin County, state of Minnesota, find the defendant guilty. And that verdict was agreed to at 10 30 a.m. on 12 21 21.
0: There you have it, Kim Potter, um, police officer in Minnesota. Did a car stop? Was it a car stop originally? The one right. Uh, So
1: depending on who you ask, uh, she pulled him over for air freshener, and then uh, the the real facts are that he had expired tags, uh, he was in the wrong lane using an improper signal, and. He had an air freshener hanging from the rearview mirror, which is, you know, part of it, but it's not the whole story. But you know, um, people who hate the police, uh, who want to say that we pull people over, people of color over, just because they're driving while black, want to insinuate that we just pull people over for air fresheners. So, it is what it is. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Sorry for what, man? This is why you're here, bro. <laughs> 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 this is this is why you're here, man, to give your opinion. Um, you know this guy, DeWante Wright, wasn't—he uh, wasn't right, right? He—he was—he uh, had a, a big, a long record. Um, he's got victims all over the place for violent crimes. Doesn't mean he should be killed during the car stop. What made this story really, really interesting was because the body cam footage showed her yelling out "Taser, Taser, Taser." She thought she was reaching for her taser, and instead she got her gun, which brings us into another. Slippery slope. Um, training. Um, how much training do officers need if they're on the street every day? How do we train these officers to know? I mean, these gun belts are full of stuff now. I look at cops nowadays. I'm like, where do you put your life say You know, your lifesavers, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, there's no space unkept everything. They they're worse than stormtroopers, man. They got more equipment than I, I don't know. When I was they, in the they, academy, they, I
2: remember this one girl had very petite waist. They they couldn't get a belt small enough to fit her waist properly with all the equipment that they mandated us to carry on. And that was back in 93.
0: So what was the outcome?
2: How did they fix it? She 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 used these belt loops, belt keepers to try and hold it. But it was uh-huh. ridiculous because you could pass your hand between the belt and her waist.
0: It oh, just you know, it well, sat give her- there. Give her a couple of years. She's going to put on some weight, probably. <laughs> <laughs> You'll fit people
1: in. Are, people are making an issue saying that, you know, oh, my God, like when she testified, when Potter testified, she said she had never deployed a taser before in the line of duty. Guess what? I mean, you know, I was a cop 22 and a half years. Uh, I took my gun out probably with the intention of using it every night when I was at work uh, on patrol. And I never shot anybody, although I was shot at twice. I was in two shootings. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they're making it such a big deal. Well, guess what? Then get get rid of the taser, right? Because the subject dictates the amount of force uh, used, right? The, the use of force continuum tells you that when it escalates, that's what you go to. So she wouldn't have had that. I didn't have a taser. I, 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 I And I never shot anybody by accident. So get rid of the taser now, right? You got to pick your poison. The taser was on her belt. She, she, she thought she was grabbing it. She grabbed a gun. She shot the kid. Unfortunately, and he did not deserve to die, and it was a huge fuck up on her part. But at the end of the day, and I'm not saying comply or die, but if he would not have fought her, mm-hmm. right? He had open warrant for weapons charges. He had expired tags. If he would have just complied and sat in the car, okay. And there's a lot of what ifs, right? Bad. There was, and, and I hate the Monday morning quarterback, but if you're trading two rookies, as soon as you're going to take some money, you're going to call them. You get them under the, out of the car. You cuff them and you control them. That wasn't done he was taken out of the car they were talking too much he was given the opportunity to get back in the vehicle he got he tried to get back in the vehicle she thought she was going to tase him she shot him and then he sped off and her i mean there's a lot of things that we could go through here her defense attorney screwed up right trying to say that she had no choice but to shoot him because he was going to try to hurt other police officers that screwed up his credibility completely to me to the jury uh it it her up in the eyes of the jury um, she was on the stand for three hours. She was obviously emotional. Um, you know, it, it's just there was a lot, a lot of mistakes. Uh, you know, before, during, and after the incident.
0: North Florida, Gary. Good evening. Um, factual breakdown. Good evening, Blondie. Ten twenty-five. Good evening. Hi, Raquella. Good to see you out there. Um, see anybody else? Margaret Hearn. Hi. Single mom of four. Anybody else I'm missing here? No, I think I got everybody so far. All right. Hello, everybody.
2: I agree with um, Angel that one of the first things is what kind of training do they get? How often do they train? I know whether it's law enforcement or an EMS, anytime there are budget cuts, one of the first things they always cut is training. I know we used to have to qualify twice a year, then it became once a year. And (laughs) if you keep spreading it out, and you keep using things as excuses like, oh, it's the pandemic. We can't. Um, when I used to do EVOC, the recruits would always say, are we going out? It's raining or it's going to be cold or it's going to be snowing. We're like, hell yeah, you're going out there because you're going to train. How are you going to be out there on patrol and you're driving? Mm-hmm. And if you're not.
0: For the people or- that are listening and they don't know what EVOC is, because most of our um, we have a All lot right, of listeners that. that aren't law enforcement officers. EVOC is um, emergency vehicle
2: operators course
0: operators course and when you're a rookie going through the academy what is it two weeks up there
2: uh it's one week and then if there's any other training they come back for it afterwards
0: all right so so they're out there
2: basically for five days they're learning how to drive at a high speed well the highway department does the high speed stuff our stuff is more for them to avoid accidents to get familiar with the cars because a lot of these kids come in and they just get the license to get into the academy but they've never driven
0: Yeah, they live in Manhattan or in the boroughs. They've never driven. They get, man, that was a lot of fun though. I got to tell you, (laughs) oh yeah, (laughs) oh my, I didn't even know how you guys did it because in the beginning you have to be in the car with us, so you're basically like a driving instructor.
2: And you're sitting there and you're giving directions. Um, I had the position where I had my hand up against the side window, even if it was cold, my fingers are freezing out there because if I locked myself in, I wouldn't get nauseous from you getting tossing me around.
0: And then, um. You know, we before we go through the course. Do you do you go through the course with us in the car? I forget. Or were we by ourselves at yeah. that point?
2: No, no, no. We 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 sit there. We tell you. Oh yeah, you right, left. Yep, exactly. It's an <laughs> obstacle
0: course. I wish I would have known you did that because I would have brought up a picture so uh, our audience could see. But it's yeah. it's an obstacle course with all uh, cones set up, and um, when you uh, and everybody has to stand on the side. If you're not driving, you're waiting on the side. Yes, absolutely. for other people and to drive. Pick up the cones. Yeah, you pick up the cones, you put them back, and some of these cars, man, they wipe out, they lose it, (laughs) man. Right. (laughs) I had one where
2: we were going through the slalom course is like an S part of the course. So you're going left, right, left, right, left, right, and it was raining. And if you gun it, you can lose it. And this one recruit had gone past the point of no return, and we started spinning around. Unfortunately. The course is set up, or it used to be at the time, at Floyd Bennett Field. So on the sides, you had tall grass. We just went whoosh right into the grass, and I started laughing. And she's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, Are you mad at me? I'm like, no, why? I said, this is where we want you to screw up. This is where we want you to get the feel for what it is so that you know what it is and you don't do that when you're out on patrol. And kind of tying this back into what Angel was saying, going with training again, how many times did she train to reach to the right side for her gun to the left side for the taser, taser drills, gun drills. We used to have the fun house at the, at the range is what they called it, but basically it was a tactical approach. And I will never forget going down the hallway corridor where they tell you that this is where you're going to learn what it's like to get shot at. And the instructor that's behind the door, open the doorway. And as, the gun was coming up from the waist up into the face. It's like, you're wondering, and unless you've ever stared down the barrel, you don't know what that feeling is like and what you're going through. Mm
0: -hmm. And
2: I remember in the Academy, they teach you not to break leather, not to have the gun out. And after that scenario, to me, I learned I got killed here. I don't want to die. I want to go home. And the thing that I got out of there was, you need to do what you need to do to survive. When people are not complying with you, when they're not listening to you, it's very easy for force to go up. You're trained to de-escalate it. And I don't, when we talk about my EMS side, EMTs and paramedics are not trained to deescalate. They don't get that extra benefit that we get as police officers and law enforcement. And a lot of times you try to use the minimum necessary force. She was trying to go for a taser. She wasn't intending on killing. She didn't have that intent with it. But like you said, how often do they deal with people that are unruly, uncooperative? And like you said, once you get them out of the car, you cuff them and you get them under control. Immediately. You know,
0: well, you just mentioned looking down the barrel of a gun. Yeah. I'm going to show you. Um, this is from the Donlin report. For the fans of Police Off the Cuff, obviously, you know who Bill Cannon is. He was my partner on, on this show, and now he has his own show. And um, I just want to show you something. He was on the Donlin report last night. I gotta I gotta give him props, man. He did a great, great job, man. And this is uh something scary, really, really scary to watch. I can't even believe this happened. But Bill articulates it great, and he really he didn't hold back, and uh he definitely represented. So uh, let's check this out. I got
4: gun. I'm not doing anything. Look, I'm not doing don't shoot. Don't shoot.
5: This is a chilling body cam footage out of Oklahoma City. It provides some insight into the drama that unfolded when a man pulled a gun on a police officer. This happened earlier in December when a relative of Antoine Hill, seen in the footage there, said Hill was trying to break into the family apartment. After Hill confronted the lone officer, he ran into the apartment and barricaded himself inside. The officer did end up firing a shot but was able to take Hill into custody. Thankfully, neither were hurt. But here's more of that confrontation. Watch.
3: Ray, I gotta go with the gun. I'm not doing anything. Look, I'm not doing don't
4: shoot. Don't shoot. So, but, don't but, shoot. I I'm not, I'm not. I'm not shoot. No, Shoot. am not sure. Don't talk to gun. Do, gun. I don't have it. Look,
2: look. Look.
4: Look. Look I don't have it. I, I don't, look, look! I don't have it.
5: Shots fired, shots fired. The guy has a gun over here. All right, so the shot you heard fired was fired by the officer. no one see it. Joining me now tonight, former NYPD homicide detective and host of Off the Cuff, a podcast, Bill Cannon, back with us tonight. Uh, detective, this was pretty chilling to watch, uh, and the way the officer acted certainly seems to be a great example of what cops are dealing with here today. I mean, there were points of this where the suspect had the gun pointing it right at him. It's, it's scary to see. And even said at one point, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah, you know,
4: this is uh, disturbing to watch. Uh, I think the officer put unnecessarily imperiled his own life. He should have used deadly physical force. As soon as that guy pointed the gun at him, he knew the guy had a gun early in this encounter. Don't wait till he pulls it out. Terminate. You know, he could because he could have been killed. And it's really disturbing to watch. And a lot of this has to do with the unwillingness uh, or the second guessing of officers across this nation because of something used to be known as the Ferguson effect or the Chauvin effect. Officers are afraid to use deadly physical force, even when it's it's warranted.
5: Boy, and if this were a case of it ever, as you watch this video, and I think we'll get to see it again here, I, mean, I wondered if the officer had his gun pulled, because it looked like maybe he hadn't pulled it out of his holster at this point. Look at that, he's pointing it right at the officer, but I guess he did have it out. But it certainly makes you wonder, he's begging with this guy, please don't do this.
4: You know, it, from so many ways, this is horrendous. I mean, first of all, the the job is a, a burglary. And just upon getting to that floor, he should have his gun out. Because that's a potentially violent crime there.
0: Well, there you have it. That's exactly what we're talking about. That's exactly what we're talking about, huh? How crazy is that? I would never seen any a video like that before, ever. It's, that's it's the worst. It's,
1: it's It's exactly what he said. It's the politicians that are going after every time a cop uses force every time a cop has to take someone's life which no cop wants to do their second guest their third guest their fourth guest these people in government like the squad that are running you know this anti-police defund the police rhetoric bullshit around this country it it ties the hands of police i'm not listen you know you you he had to. He should have shot him. I'm sorry. But, you know, he should have shot. Him. But there goes the narrative, right, of every time a black man pulls a gun on a cop or every time a black man poses a threat, uh, a police officer kills him. That was a white police officer and a black perp who should have been killed. Sorry. He should have died. Um There's no two ways about it. I would have I would have fucking shot him right in the face. I mean, you know, I'm sorry to say it like that, but I'm going home to my wife and my kids. I'm not going to fucking, you know, I'd rather be what do they say? Tried by 12 than carried by six you know and and it's gonna take a lot more than six people to carry my big ass so it's no yeah it's it's it's. you feel for the cop right because he was obviously in a bad fucking situation but this goes back to the other uh video that we saw a couple of weeks ago in my old command in a 48 187th street in beaumont avenue when the cops approach a man with a gun call and their guns are holstered and they just go up to the guy and physically accost them no you got to fucking have your gun out and be ready to rock and roll I mean I agree. It's just it's a sad state of a sad state of policing right now. I think it's it's
2: a lot of times it's the lack of support you get from above. Um, I know you guys were on um, when like Louis Anamone was on. um, And I remember him would come over as 20XO, which is he was the 20th Precinct executive officer. I'm holding four on the wall at gunpoint. He's asking for people. Again, he's taking charge. He's controlling the situation. He always made sure that when you were out there, is everything okay? Did you do the right thing? Did you take care of yourself? Uh, There was Captain Tonic was another person. Um, He would come out if he had the beauty. Rest in peace. God bless him. Um, He would always ask you first, are you okay? What's going on? Because people don't realize the amount of stress, the amount of trauma you get. I had one guy that had... It turned out to be a simulated gun. But when you looked at it and when it was pointed, it definitely did not look simulated. And and it came over as a gun run. And like you said, we all had our guns out. You don't walk up on these situations and saying you're going to be able to pull it. Going back to what I said when we were in the tactics house, I learned that I could not pull my gun out of the holster fast enough to defend myself in that situation. And that's where I reprogrammed myself to say, have it out, be ready to use it. But like all your training is, keep your finger off the trigger, make sure it's safe, know what's behind it, and go through all these questions and rely on your training to use it when you have to.
0: Hey, let's give a shout out. Nikki Bella. Uh, John R. Kramer, what happened to police off the cuff? I don't see him on the panel. What gives? Well, Bill has his own show now. It's called uh, Real Crime. I'm holding it down here on uh, After Hours. And uh, we have we have two or three different shows here. You've been gone for a while, brother. Time to catch mm-hmm. up. Yankee for life is uh, is also here. Yankee for life. Uh, <laughs> bet you wish you were a Met fan right now, Yankee for life, right? <laughs> uh, don't <quote laughs> It's gonna don't be a, quote it's gonna be a long season, my friends. Well, if it, we have a season, just the fact that the right, Mets got right. um, Buck Showalter and uh, Marte and uh, Max Scherzer. Scherzer that ju- and they already have uh the shortstop. Just goes to show you, there's not going to be a season this year. They're going to be on <laughs> lockout all year. That's that's what you get for being a Mets fan. Uh, well, listen, Yankee we flame.
1: had we had Buck in '94, and we would have brought played you to the, the, the playoffs, the World Series. We probably would have played the Expos in the World Series, and what happened? Yeah. A lockout strike. So, yeah, you know, it is. Yeah. It he's is, the guy right? who
0: got you where you were, Gray Wolf. Uh, but you won't be home. If you're in prison, the woman made a mistake. It's not on purpose. It was not on purpose. This is true. Um, it was, well, we're talking about two different things right now. He went back to Kim yeah. Potter. Yeah. 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 Kim Potter, yeah, yeah. She's going to, she's going to wind up doing some time. Kim Potter. It's a shame. Culpable, it was an accident.
1: Culpable negligence, uh, uh, which is what they had to prove, um, for the man too for the man one, they had to prove, uh, in, uh, grave indifference, right? Uh, they said that she uh she was committing a crime while she killed him which was the mishandling of a firearm this is setting a a, a very dangerous very mm-hmm. dangerous precedent mm-hmm. for in law enforcement around the country did she fuck up absolutely this should have been a civil trial the problem with it being a civil trial what a lot of attorneys will tell you is that police have qualified immunity in civil trials, right? So if they're acting within the scope of their employment, they're, they're indemnified, right? Most of the time. Now that would have been the issue. Was she acting within the scope of her employment? But I mean, listen, it, it all comes down to, it, it, becomes a, it becomes a grandstanding thing, right? We saw the cheering outside of the courtroom. We saw they, they, they hold these press conferences and they thank everybody. They thank their mother, they thank Jesus. Like, you know, like they fucking won an Oscar award, like they won an Academy Award, right? Um, This never happens ever when there's a a little uh, Black or Latino baby killed in a drive-by shooting in the South Bronx or in Cleveland or in Chicago or in San Francisco, right? Whenever that person gets convicted, you don't see the Ben Crumps of the world and and the Al Shoptons of the world standing outside and grandstanding, right? And turning it into a fucking... Uh, academy award winning moment and thanking everybody and their mother right because it doesn't matter it only matters if a police officer bullshit. takes somebody's life right it's bullshit
0: i think they're taking a little bit whatever wherever they can put their hands on and grab they'll take it you know what i'm saying any little victory um it's this is a real tough one that taser 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 thing i just um you know, it breaks your heart, but that's a bad mistake. That's a really, really bad Horrible. mistake. Horrible. It's a bad it freaking mistake. To-
1: she had no intent. There was mm-hmm. no intent, right? Mm-hmm. She, you yeah. did she, she she, she came out and was like, you know, I'm going to tase you, taser, 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 and then boom. And as soon as she did it, she knew. She was like, holy shit, I fucking shot him, you know? But yeah. again, you know, the optics are bad, right? Uh, there's a lot that the jury has to digest. Um, it's a confusing thing if you're not an attorney or you're not law enforcement to to go through and dissect all this shit, right? The fact that the first thing she said was, oh my God, I'm going to prison. Not, oh my God, I hope he's okay. And she didn't try to render aid, right? That doesn't look good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what? You
0: bring up a really interesting point there.
1: She didn't chase the car down to, to fucking make sure. You know, in that, hindsight you know, though,
0: I mean, that, that yeah. we're talking about, like we just showed Bill on the uh, Donlin report and uh, I, I don't think anybody in their mind could uh, say black or white that whoever that cop was, that he would have been unjustified in, in shooting him. The gun was pointed right at him. We saw it look like a gun. Every jury in the I have to say that every jury in the world would have found that would have found that a justifiable justifiable shooting. <laughs> you, I don't
1: you'd be surprised. I, you'd be surprised. Yeah.
0: yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. This Whatever
2: was a, had going on these days. I would definitely. They should have uh, shot him
1: in the leg. They should. Exactly. I said I said specifically, and I remember saying it, that I would have shot him in the face. Yeah. But Guess what? I would have shot him in the face. Mm-hmm. I, I, fuck your feelings. I don't care. That's what I would have done. I would have made sure that I shot him to stop him and to kill him. That's it. We shoot. We're trained to shoot to stop. I'm a civilian now. If I was in that situation and I was at the mall with my family, I would have shot him in the face. No questions asked if he was trying to rob me or cost me with a gun like that. That's it. Listen, police work is dirty, right? Bad people do bad things, and police work is shit, right? So you got to get shit with shit. When you're dealing with shit, you have to get fucking tough, and you got to be fucking, you know, sometimes you got to fucking take people's lives, or you got to be, you, you got to use force. That's the reality of policing, right? It's a fucking dirty job.
0: Well, it brings us to an interesting point right now because we're talking basically about um, how mixed up, all the police officers nationwide are not knowing what to do, scared to do their jobs, um, shoot, shooting, calling taser, uh, guns pointing at him and not shooting, walking up to a call with a man with a gun and, you know, walking with your hands, you know, just not not with your hand on your gun. And uh, these are two of uh, the politicians that are responsible for it. both of them are congresswoman, The top one. um let me see what what is her name here. I got her name. Her top one is Mary Gay Scanlon. She's a congresswoman for Philadelphia, and she got carjacked a couple of days ago in the middle of the day, two forty-five in the afternoon, walking from one of her uh, government buildings to to her um, Acura. at Two forty-five, and then on the bottom is Kimberly Lightfoot. Her and her husband were walking to, uh, were in their car, and uh, this one was at gunpoint. I don't know if they both were, but I know th- specifically this one was at gunpoint. And um, they took their Mercedes. Both of these women are congressmen. And both of them um, are very adamant with a defund the police. They're both known to be soft on crime. And, uh, you know, I don't want to say good for you. But I think it takes, you know, usually these are the last people that are ever get involved in any type of crime. You know what I'm saying? And affected now, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're not affected at all. Usually. And that's why they can pass these laws. I wonder if you, I bet you, even though I think, I think they're so brainwashed both of them that if you sat them down, they still wouldn't change their mind. You know, I
2: think a lot of this kind of circles around and people start throwing around with the bail reform um with like numbers and, and statistics. And I took a look at like some of the crimes that are listed on what's eligible for the uh for the bail and one of the interesting things in the law is while they are eligible for bail it doesn't say the judge must give them bail means the judge could just say nope you're free to go and that's it and stuff on that includes like assault on police officers um violent crimes like murder one and two uh, and, and it's no wonder that if you look at like CompStat, which is one of the things that you can uh, pull up for free as a civilian, the, the crimes are up, both in murder, in rape, in uh, felony assaults, and all of these are things that are eligible for the people to start taking um, no free bail. You had one person that just recently assaulted someone that was, I think, twice before within the last three months released on felony assaults so they're getting out they're doing it over and over um some of the thing i think they did is i think it was two summers ago when they started dumping water on police officers and they were going around doing that that was part of the desensitization of the public they were like oh it's just a joke it's a joke but they were getting um brazen enough to come up to officers and do something and now they're spitting on them they're slapping them they are gotten to the point where they're getting out frequently that, okay, nothing's going to happen to me. So I'm going to do this at two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm going to do that carjack. It's not, I'm waiting for the undercover of darkness. I'm going to hide in the shadows in the dark alleyway. No, I'm coming right out because nobody's going to do anything because if they do put me away, by the time you're done with the paperwork, I'm out already.
1: Yeah. No consequences. One listen, Weakness invites conflict, right? Um, mm-hmm. when, you're, when, you're, when you're not tough on criminals, you invite criminality, right? These criminals, they have no consequences. There's no, re- there's, there's, they're not held accountable by anyone. First of all, they're not held accountable in their homes. They're not held accountable probably when they're kids. They're not held accountable by teachers. It, it's a crazy cycle that goes up to when they become adults and, and, or young adults, and they're not held accountable by the justice system. And the problem, and a lot of people don't realize this, right? Or they do realize, and they're in denial, is that the police can't do this by themselves because we could lock somebody up a hundred times, and if they get released a hundred and one times, there's nothing that we can do. It's the liberal, uh, the liberal judges, the rogue DAs, right, that are uh, allowing these people to get out without consequences, and and there's no accountability. And you know, it's the same thing on the world stage. Weakness invites conflict. If you if you give off this 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 weak. Uh, it's like that in the hood right if you're walking down the street're the gonna you, take you. exactly that's it that's it if they see that you're weak right I used to tell rookies this all the time don't look weak if you're out walking a footpost and you you're walking by five dudes on the corner you gotta act quarter. like you own, like you own that corner you better act like you own it right because if not you'll never get that back <laughs> weakness invites conflict that's the bottom line
0: yeah I saw a female cop the other day on her phone it wasn't even I wasn't even on the street it was a video. Some guy was dancing. It was a TikTok video. Some guy's dancing in front of them. So he sees two cops, and he starts doing his dance moves. He wasn't intimidating them at all. I guess he just wanted to show off his dance moves in front of the cops. Mm-hmm. The one female cop who was on the phone just couldn't be bothered. Like, And the other person that she was with, I forget it was a female officer or male, he seemed to like be into it. But, you know, this phone thing, if you're on duty, man, you shouldn't, if you want to look at your phone, you should step off. You know what I'm saying? Or uh...
1: First of all, don't assume that they were males or females because you don't know what they identify as. And so mm-hmm. let's not, <laughs> let's not, offend, let's not <laughs> offend anybody. Okay? They could be poly. They could be uh, uh, whatever, right? Fluid, gender fluid. Um Exactly. Listen, the, the phones and, and modern technology and social media is killing the world, right? Humanity. I mean, it's it, a way to you put know. your
0: head in the sand, you right? know, exactly. an ostrich right. to yeah. pretend like what's going on outside is not going on outside. Um, and it's, you know, they should, she should got a rip for that. If I see that video, I just want to switch you guys around for a second. I don't know how we no want this thing. Uh, let me see. No, still wait. There we go. All right, I like that better. All right. All right, let's see. Let's see who else came on. Uh, Dawn Marie sending you. Okay, she's sending hugs. Kristen Lane, she's saying hi to Pisa. Peter. Peter Pranzo, what's up? Of Harlem Raiders fame, Ronnie girl, uh, Fuzzy Doxy, she says it's sickening. Real with Robo, uh, he says. Um, Mike L O R. Sure, nothing will happen unless I'm there. You spit on a cop in front of me, just assaulted a cop, I have the right to defend that cop, and mm-hmm. so does my bat with a carpet uh a carpet tax strip. I like that. Real with Robo.
1: <laughs> Negan, that's Negan. Negan, exactly. That right yep. What is bat?
0: <laughs> the seal. We
1: appreciate you, man.
0: Virginia G, Philly is a yeah. hot mess. I was born and raised there and left in 2020 very anti police and it's a disgrace how the police have no support clown mayor kenny and da krasner should be removed from office it seems like all these places are affected with like a a, a virus it's almost like batman it's, you know it's
1: it's every single violent city in this na- in this nation is run by liberal progressives i'm sorry it's the truth it's the truth
0: yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And that, uh, that
1: young lady that was on the bottom, uh, the 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 black lady, her husband actually, if if I'm if I read correctly, uh, fired shots at the uh, at the uh, person who was uh, robbing them.
0: Oh, really? Actually,
1: yeah, yeah. He was armed, and he and he uh, got into a shootout with the dude.
0: That's funny because that's not a story that's really making the paper there. That's not something you'd have to. I'm gonna look that up afterwards. I didn't see that anywhere. Listen, lo- a
1: female, a female Baltimore uh, cop uh, was shot in the line of duty a couple of nights ago um, by two savages. Right? They walked up to her and ambushed her oh, I read um, that while she mean, was right. sitting in her patrol car. They ambushed her and then they went up the block and they killed somebody. She just died. They just took her off for life support uh, about an hour before we came on the air. Um, you know, I mean, you know, and it was a black female cop. I know. single mom she left nursing to become a police officer at, at, in her late 30s uh two black uh, assailants again right black lives matter is not going to care there's not going to be any outrage it, it wasn't on the on the news it's not going to be on any major news outlets that this happened to her and who did it right um it's just you know it's, her name it's, was
0: it's, kiana holly
1: kiana holly right yeah yeah and she just she and just she passed a away and, just took a support. and now you have the phoenix cop the young guy right who approached the guy who was on a, a, a balcony, and the guy's on the phone with his old lady, and he's like, "I'm about to go to prison." And the cop goes to grab him, and he turns around and he shoots the cop in the face, and then he empties his uh, gun into the cop while he's on the ground and tries to get the cop's gun off of him to fish him off. Responding officer tackle him. They take him into custody. They don't kill him. Wow, shocking, right? They didn't kill the black guy, right? They take him into custody, and then what happens? Now the cop. He's still fighting, he's on life support uh in Phoenix. Uh, another, you know, horrible,
0: horrible. Mike, incident, for, you know. Mike Farone, cop ambush, no media coverage. Cop gives a lap dance all over the news. Well, uh, you, yes, nice yeah. segue, my friend. Since <laughs> since you brought it up, nice segue. Mike, <laughs> Mike gets uh, help from the public.
1: It's a patch. Mike gets a patch. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, gets a patch. Yeah. Mike. Mike DM us with yeah. your uh Here we go. Let's put uh, uh, it so up. We let's talk about it.
0: Patch. <laughs> uh, there we go. Yeah, let's bring this up. This is at the 4 4 party. 4 In 4 Rory party, Dolan's.
1: folks. In Rory Dolan's office.
6: Oh,
7: <laughs>
0: Oh, man. So, <laughs>
3: what's
1: the, the, the first thing the first thing that comes to my mind is why is her face blurred out and his isn't right um yeah. is she some sort of victim here we're we missing something um this shouldn't be on the news this is bullshit it, it's so false. it shouldn't be
0: on the news um it's part of the uh, anything that you can do to make a cop look bad or police enforcement look bad. It's, it's, it's a holiday be. party. the Four4 through a holiday party. police parties in the past, let's be honest, we've all been to them known to be a little little out there. you're letting off steam little crazy. this is nothing compared to uh, a real cops party from back in the day but by that, the way
1: that was someone who did not like that lieutenant who had a bone to pick with him for whatever reason, maybe he denied the day off. Uh, maybe he didn't, maybe give him a shitty post. Uh, maybe he took him out of their sector. This is somebody who had a, who had a vendetta, uh, a beef to settle with that Lieutenant. And he ended up doing, he or she ended up doing this and releasing it out to the press. And are you just
0: speculating here? Or are you think you know, you're close to Um,
1: knowing? I, I'm, I'm speculating, but um, I've, I've had a couple of people reach out to me and, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, it's leaning, leaning that way. Um, It's just again, this shouldn't be on the news. Uh, Listen, was it stupid? Absolutely. Um, Was it something that shouldn't have happened? Absolutely. Um, but now, right, look at what we have. It's a fucking mess, more negative publicity on the police, which is not what we need Mm. at all, right? Uh, You got this poor, this, this this lieutenant's wife, right, who's now another victim. Right. Who 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 everybody's, you know, saying stupid shit about her because she came out of the house and was pissed off at the press and people want to talk shit about her. I mean, you know, it's
0: it's, that's what I was just talking about. If you kind
2: of walk into any bar, it doesn't even have to be cops. You walk into any bar as a civilian, you're going to see this going on at the end of the night, the beginning of the night, depending on how people are going. They're out there. You go to a bar, you go to a party, you're looking to unwind, you're looking to forget about stuff. And law enforcement, EMS, firefighting, when you're in there, all these things have a lot of stress. We carry a lot of baggage. We come home with stuff, and and we can't always talk about it. The military has baggage that they carry. And and unfortunately, some of these things lead to people having suicide. But you need to have some sort of an outlet. And a lot of times people go out to a party, the end of the week, they just want to unwind. People go home, they have a couple of drinks at home. Whatever it is, you get together with friends, you party, you joke, you play. Um, and just because it's like you said, it sounds like somebody had a vendetta because you you know this is going on. You're filming it and then you release it. <clears throat> what what, during, were you what was the purpose
1: of you recording it? During the, 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 the George Floyd riots in the summer, right? There were people yeah. on top. There were young ladies on top of Chicago PD RMPs. And I'm sure – uh, they were defecate, They were twerking. First, let's start with the twerking. Let's start with the twerking. They were twerking on these cars. They're making. They're making all sorts of viral videos twerking on these vehicles. Nobody gave a shit. They mm-hmm. didn't go to that girl's house and try mm-hmm. to identify her. Why? Because she's not a police officer. Then, you, to your point, there was another savage who was on top of an RMP uh, taking a shit. Um, yeah. You know, some some white chick.
0: It's it's, it's The only it's, reason the, why it's double makes- standard. The only reason why it's slightly relevant, especially in these times with the Me Too movement, is the power here. It's a lieutenant and a a rookie officer. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously, the lieutenant should have known better. If it's two cops, two rookies doing it, then it's really a non-story at all. It's a non-story. It's It's a non-story. Yeah, position of
2: power, position of authority. But if I'm not mistaken, there's nothing – while you can't fraternize while you're working – I don't think there's anything that says off the job um, in your own personal time that you can't do this.
0: Mm-hmm. well he got transferred to uh transit by the way yeah. and uh yeah. right now he's probably at an at even better christmas party right now absolutely <laughs> Transit's probably nobody's looking out for transit you know nobody gives oh, a shit yeah, about yeah. transit that's like the best kept secret i heard yeah now, that transit party's probably off the hook and you know what they're probably all giving him lap dances even the guys ah, <laughs> at his new command over there Don't oh, judge
6: <laughs> i hope not <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh uh, yeah you know what's Crazy funny times. that i mentioned that if it's a guy giving him a lap dance nobody's gonna say boo no nobody would count <laughs> no, no,
6: no,
1: no, no 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 they would have they would have done the old uh yes queen yes queen yeah yeah. It. It. Empowerment. It yeah
0: empowerment it would have been empowerment yes queen so a lot of people seem to think this is a non-story you shouldn't have made the paper listen we agree but uh last dance lap dance equals steady weekends that's what mike Ferrone said she <laughs> is um She's working her way up the operator chart. Uh she started off as uh maybe she was a sergeant operator, wanted to get to lieutenant operator.
5: That's
8: it. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Real I'm be aware if any,
0: be aware if any police so or anyone y'all need an ear over Christmas season. If I'm on YouTube and Twitter, feel free to send me a message. Oh, that's nice of Real Robo. Thank if you. anybody in need wants to talk over the holidays, Thank you they might be depressed. Reach out to Real Robo. He's there for you. <laughs> so yeah so um that's interesting uh i miss the holiday parties that's one thing i miss about the job a lot this time of year um that manhattan the manhattan da's party down because i was in the oh, warren squad yeah, that yeah, party yeah. used to take place during the day well it started about five o'clock when closed court closed and you'd walk in there and it's the you know it'd still be light out and the you, you know with having the party right there in the in the ve- the vestibule the main lobby before you go up into all the courts there'd be these barrels of uh, beer and, and and the bartenders and people will be dancing in the light and you're like well, how could anybody dance with the light on you know it just seems stupid and then you get like two drinks in you next thing you know you're dancing you with know, the light yeah. on <laughs> Listen,
1: the JTTF holiday parties were very conservative, right? Because were, <laughs> half of it was FBI agents, uh, <laughs> a quarter of it was uh, other federal agencies, and then the, the other quarter of it was, uh, uh, you know, NYPD. So it had to be uh, conservative because it was run by the JTTF by the FBI. So
0: yeah, man, they were tame. Some of those parties, uh, the, the narcotics parties were off the hook, man. Oh, Man, those were good parties, I think man. I think we should change the subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just, we I'm just I'm just saying
1: they were good parties. <laughs> the statue, the statue of limitations is yeah, an
0: yeah, Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were just they were good parties. They were just good no, parties. They, were. They, they, were. Knew they knew how were. those people. But that's that, that's
1: where you you're you bonded.
2: You you got to know the people.
0: You no, know. You, you're 100% right. You're 100% right. 100% right. I worked way through. I worked with
2: some of the some I was to a cops I didn't even know what the fuck they looked like. Yeah. I was a rookie cop and this is where I got to know the sergeant and the Lieutenant. And you knew that when you rolled up on something, they, they could trust you or they could judge you or they knew where you were coming from because you had that bond. It wasn't just all work. You got to know people. And I know a lot of stuff in management or leadership these days, they tell you about, look at the whole person, what's going on in their family life. Like, why is he messed up? Well, if you knew that his kid's sick, or that he's going through a divorce and all this other stuff, you'd be able to understand how it's affecting his uh, work life. And if you don't go out, you don't socialize, you don't have these talks in the parking lot after work, or you don't go out and grab a couple of drinks and get to know your people, you're not going to know what's going on.
0: Yeah, I agree For with sure. you. I, that sure. really was a way to get to know people. Uh, was yeah. was off-duty, having with a drink in your hand. And um, it, it, it worked. I don't know. It's just... It's a good thing, man. You need it. You, and not only just police officers, but every uh, every line of work, but more yeah. with police officers because it's it's a very stressful job. You're always seeing people, that, you know, in, in, you know most of the time. It's on Nobody the, ever yeah.
2: calls you to say, hey, come over and celebrate a birthday party. They, right. They're, they're yeah, always yeah. calling you when they're being robbed, they're, they're stabbed, they're shot, um, somebody beat them. It's always a bad situation that you're walking into. Nobody calls you for a good day.
0: North Florida, Gary. I worked EMS most of my life, so I party with a lot of cops. Good for you. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's how. How are the EMS parties? No, um, now you can't say well, it now. Anyway, yeah. they're boring, I, well, boring as hell. I would. Well, oh hell, hell no! They walk Listen. around. They walk around the
1: CPR dummies and they fucking. <laughs> <produce shit. laughs> we, we used to have
0: pig <laughs> roasts
2: under the bridge. We'd have a uh, giant pig underneath the bridge, kegs, beer, all uh, kinds of stuff.
0: All right, good, good, good. I'm happy to hear times. that. Everybody, and the good thing is if you if you pass out, you drank too much. You got somebody people, to take care of you. Ten people Absolutely. who could save you right there. Absolutely. <laughs> All uh, right. Let's yeah. uh speaking of um we, we got two more subjects I want to cover, but um, you know, there's been a lot of uh we're talking about how crazy we're talking about uh people uh girls lap um you know, twerking on top of police cars during the riots um, and all these things, uh, you know, EMS wasn't spared. I mean, look, look at this. Right. Uh, they're under attack just as just as much as everybody else, every other first responder. And they're unarmed. OK, so uh, let's let's check this out here for a second. This is in New York City, by the way. And this is somebody who's obviously high. And. um I don't know whether he wants if to you get him eat him. healthy and oh, feel man. your best. You've yeah, got to try Kachava. You got me. Kachava.
2: That's, that's healthy. it. Right. Watch it.
1: Kachava's
3: go. good. He's in the city are increasing this year. That's according to the union president, who <sighs> says two of them just last night, and it was all caught on cell phone video. CBS 2's Natalie Dudrich reports from the Bronx. This
8: video shows a man trying to break into an ambulance in the middle of Pelham Parkway Thursday night around 8.30 while first responders try to pull away. He was actually a patient that EMS were called to help 20 minutes before. Paramedics had found him unresponsive and treated him in the back of the ambulance. Then he woke up and got aggressive.
4: He became aggravated and violent. He started punching the the EMT in the back.
2: The
8: two first responders called police for backup. The FDNY says the patient forced his way out of the ambulance, (laughs) then tried to get back in. He eventually succeeded, and you can see one EMS responder run out the back. They're shaking
4: up, but they're okay. These EMTs that you saw last night, they're working for $17 an hour risking their life. That's almost $2 above minimum wage. It, It is horrific. That's why thousands of EMTs leave this job all the time. It's a revolving door. the FDNY. nobody stays here it's not worth risking your life
8: the union president says assaults on EMS are on track to double this year and many incidents go unreported so far this year there's been 140 incidents reported in six months compared to 200 last year over a 12-month span
3: I truly think we need to be more appreciative
8: of the healthcare people that work. We spoke to some EMTs who couldn't go on camera, but say they've also been assaulted by patients or even bystanders while just trying to do their job and save people's lives. In the Bronx, Natalie Dudridge, CBS2 News.
0: It's so crazy, man. It is. So crazy that what we're dealing okay. with... Um, you remember uh, the EMT
1: of, uh, Arroyo. I think it was, I think it was in 2013, Yadira Arroyo. She was, uh, yeah. I think it was 2013, maybe? 17. She got run over, she got run over mm-hmm. by the by the ambulance. She got killed, single mom. I mean, this is nothing new. This has been going on since, since EMS started. Mean, yeah. Yeah. No. Constant. Like I, we... I, I was constantly running to EMT calls where they were calling for a ten thirteen because they were getting assaulted by, a, yep. by someone they're trying to help. I think it it's was, worse um,
0: now, though. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just the sentiment. Maybe it's not worse. I mean, but it just feels worse.
2: One of the things with this one, and, and again, not to Monday morning quarterback, these guys, um, but our training in law enforcement is before we put somebody in the back of the patrol car to take them to the precinct or anywhere, we pat them down. We check to make sure they don't have weapons or drugs or anything on them. We're putting as EMTs and paramedics, we're putting patients in the back of our ambulances and especially if they're unconscious or we think they're overdosed or whatever or intoxicated. Our line of thinking and our line of training is not to pat them down and check for weapons. This guy, from what I understand, had a knife and pulled the knife out on them as well.
0: That's crazy.
2: Yeah. And we're also in EMS, not taught. The verbal judo or the de escalation, how to talk people down and to bring it in. It's maybe a quick blip under psychological emergencies, but they don't really go into the training like we get uh, at the academy, how to talk people down. They don't do the scenarios um, and they're not dealing with it. And with a lot of these changes with the defund police, like we were talking about, they want the EMTs or social workers to go out and you're seeing how they behave. They're, they're attacking them and, and the numbers are going up and up and up again with the assault on cops. There's a law in the penal law about making it a felony. EMTs were just added to that in like 2016, 2017. So we're new to the game for getting covered, but going back to bail reform, that's one of the ones where they don't have to offer bail. So they can assault you. They can get, you can get 10, 15, 20 stitches. You can scar your face. And the guy or gal that did this to you is going to walk out. They just had, like, two weeks ago in Staten Island, um, one of the EDPs, or emotionally disturbed people, grabbed the EMTs by the hair and ripped the hair out of the scalp. Oh. And they were out. They were out of court the next day.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're not, they're not, not punching forward. bags. It's, it's almost like you're yeah. punching bags. It's a, it's a shame. Mm-hmm. You got to be yeah. careful out there, man. Well, yeah. we're reaching uh, – got nine minutes left i just want to on, on a brighter note anyway we got a, a <laughs> bring a it new police we got a new police commissioner coming in uh mm-hmm. let's introduce you to her if you're uh if you don't know now you'll know well, that biggie if you there don't you know go. now you know you know.
1: you know you know there she is
7: She takes the helm January
4: 1st. Biggest job might be bringing back the plainclothes unit to get guns off the street. Top priority of the mayor elect. CBS2 political reporter Marsha Kramer sat down with Keyshawn stool this afternoon.
7: She is here now with her report. Marcia.
6: Maurice and Christine, she's just starting to figure out the intricacies of the NYPD on a learning curve that may take a while. But one thing incoming Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell knows how to do is get guns off the street. She not only talks the talk, she walked the walk as a plainclothes cop herself in Nassau County.
7: For the past several years, I've had the opportunity to be involved in gang suppression, gun interdiction. So um, we had some great successes and that's Nassau County for that. And I want to bring that to New York and find out what they're doing here, and let's see how we can marry those together.
6: The next police commissioner of the city of New York and the first woman in its storied 176-year history is cool, calm, and determined to make a difference in New York City. And she didn't miss a beat when I asked her how she'd deal with liberal district attorneys who want to stop prosecuting certain offenses. The incoming district attorney in Manhattan, Alvin Bragg, has said that he doesn't want to enforce resisting arrest, obstruction, misdemeanors, turnstile jumping, open bottle laws, disorderly conduct.
7: I look forward to having a conversation with the district attorneys to uh, actually go over uh, what their plans are and how we can uh, meet in the middle or at least uh, be able to come to some sort of agreement as to what we think is important to enforce.
6: The new boss of the 35,000 uniformed men and women of the NYPD says she does want to address quality of life crimes, including turnstile jumping.
7: Turnstile jumping, in and of itself, it may seem like it's benign, but what is the underlying issue here? If we're talking about shoplifting, is the person hungry? Is there
6: another problem that
7: can be addressed through social services?
6: Speaking of subways, the fact that crime on the subways was up 106 percent last month compared to 2020 is a big concern, but help may be on the way for beleaguered strap hangers.
7: More cops on the subways, but more cops on the subways where the crimes are occurring. I think when people see police officers in the uniform on the subway, they have a sense of safety.
6: Another hot button issue the new commissioner will face is the growing proliferation of weapons in the schools and whether she will follow through on city plans to move school safety agents out of the NYPD and into to the Department of Education.
7: Gun violence and guns in schools are absolutely a non-starter. So once I have that information, I'm not punting this answer in any way. I just want to be able to give you a better answer when I have all the information.
6: When I interviewed incoming schools Chancellor David Banks last week, he said the safety agent should remain under the jurisdiction of the NYPD.
0: She sounds good, man. She sounds good. So uh,
6: this was a hot-button topic for me
1: uh, on my Twitter. Everybody was asking me you know, my, uh, my opinion. And I think it's a good thing. I think it's a great thing. I think uh, it was a long time coming. Um, I don't see anything woke about this. I think she's highly qualified. She's a black female. So what let her either uh, pave her way and be a trailblazer and do great things or fall on her face, Uh, you know, but on her own merit, right? Or her own mistakes. You know, don't just judge her as some woke uh, uh, candidate. She's highly qualified. Uh, like like uh, Marsha Kramer said, she talks the talk. She walks the walk. And the best thing about it is um, she's not coming from the NYPD, which means she owes no one anything, right? There's not a chief that could say, I did this for you when you were a detective. There's not a chief that could say, I just this, did this for you when you were a lieutenant. Now you got to, you know, one hand washes the other. She yep. owes nobody nothing. So that I, is I a it's downside.
0: A it's a downside of that woke movement that now anytime... Uh, any type of, um, you know, what, what, what's that? Uh, what, when it's what an affirmative put it? action type they, Yeah, because when yeah, people yeah, get yeah. stuff legitimately, they she deserve it. it. She, you My know sister, what I'm she saying? She There's always, always going to be that question following it. And, you know, I like the way she sounds. She sounds legit. Um, sounds like, she, I, I never heard of her before, but. Um, she built up the credibility
2: she, in Nassau. She she built up the bureau. Um, chief of stuff. detectives. She, she was, the detective, was the chief of detectives And she got promoted because, like like Angel was saying, she can go out, she can do. And what we need to do is judge her on her merits. She got to this point because of what she did. We got to give her a chance. And there, there are people that I remember my psych interview for the police department. They were like, do you have a problem working with a female partner? I said, absolutely not, so long as they can do their job. I have problems working with male officers that can't do their job. And we don't need to judge her. Coming in just because of the color of her skin or the, the ethnicity or her sexual orientation or, or her gender. She needs to be given that opportunity because so far she's done things, she's made things happen. And that's why she got to where she was. And that's probably why Eric Adams tapped on her. The rank
1: and file are unhappy, the community is unhappy. Um, something has to change, and this is certainly a change, and I welcome the change. The old way he wasn't working, ask anybody, ask cops and as civilians, people in the neighborhoods. They weren't they, they weren't happy with the job that Shea was doing. They weren't happy with the job that O'Neal did before him. I mm-hmm. mean, it's time for a change. It's time for a change. Let her be the change, and let's see if it's a positive change.
0: Well, you know, this is Eric Adams' first move, so I think it's a good one. I do, too. If this is any indication into how he's going to operate and do business... It looks good. Let's him.
1: See, Listen, we, we'll talk about it a year from now and let's see what happens between now and then. Right. Let's see. Let's see if uh, there's a cop killed. God forbid. Right. God bless all our men and women in blue. Um, And and she decides to, uh, you know, uh, uh, virtual signal or go out of the country to protest the president. And then cops have to turn their back on her at a uh, uh, or the mayor, Eric Adams. Yeah. At a, at a funeral. You know, let's see if that happens. God forbid.
0: So we'll see. Well, we're we're approaching um, almost the end of the show here, but it's also a special time of year. Um, Christmas is Christmas Eve is tomorrow, so I just want to uh, I'll make an announcement first, and then we'll we'll say Merry Christmas to everybody who did us the honor and pleasure of tuning in tonight. Um, so here's the deal: uh, we had a gentleman that was uh, I think he left now, but uh, you know we've been doing this poli- uh, off the or, uh, police off the cuff, a police off the cuff version of it for. Um, i don't know it's got to be four years now three three or four years we're we're approaching four years i would imagine and uh we have so many shows and bill and i started this together and then during the pandemic um we we started with the patreon which by the way if you're out there and you want to help the shows out both shows um all of our shows please subscribe to our patreon We have uh, several tiers there. We also have uh, YouTube memberships that is convenient, too. If you're watching on YouTube live right now, please go by there. Check it out. Pick one of them. Uh, We'd appreciate the help. Um, And uh, so where are we? Okay, so in the middle of the pandemic, we we, we started our Patreon. And for the Patreon, there's a wall there, and people are supposed to get um, extra, extra content. So with that in mind, Bill started doing his true crime. I started doing my – T- telling my stories and um true crime is very very popular right now so um the numbers built up and bill uh i'm still working bill has a lot of free time so he does coffee time with bill and um listen we we appreciate the numbers uh, we we definitely been a beneficiary i've been a be- beneficiary of 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 bill's hard work but we both work pretty hard on this thing and um and so now Bill is doing his true crime and I'm going to stay doing this. This is what I enjoy doing. We're switching the format a little bit where uh, we're finding out about who our guests are and their careers, their phenomenal careers, but we're also covering c- current events. I like to do that too. And that being said, um, um, I asked Angel, this is, <laughs> I proposed to Angel and asked him if he wanted to be my co-host on uh, Monday night, uh, Monday nights with me here on uh, Police Off the Cuff After Hours. And uh, he said yes. So <laughs> Angel's gonna be my new co-host every Monday night, and uh who knows? Maybe who want to join me on Thursdays once in a while. Thursday, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be doing it. I'm gonna try, give it a, a shot. It. At...
1: You didn't propose with a ring. You didn't get on your knee. No, nope. we, we gotta, do this once the <laughs> pandemic's over.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing is with the pandemic, you know. But I asked, I asked him over the phone, which. <laughs> <laughs> but for, I'm excited about this because uh, I excited. think Angels Angels not he's fearless, bro. Angels fearless, um, and uh, you know he says what's on his mind, and it's he's he's always on point. I haven't disagreed with him once yet, and so I'm looking forward to future shows. Uh, with angel and i'm gonna i'm gonna be jumping back on thursdays as well and i, I i'm thinking about doing a, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens i'm I'm still kind of trying to figure that out too maybe angel wants to do it twice a week if he doesn't have time maybe i'll just do one on thursday by myself do something a little different but in the meantime let's do roll call here and give a shout out and a merry christmas to real with robo gina g lady Catherine perry jen lo where, 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 did, where did everybody go? <laughs> oh, I messed up here. Okay, Peter Pranzo, thank you, Peter. We love you. Single Mama Forge, uh, thing, Single Mama Four, Angela. Hi, Angela. And Joe Murray finally checked in. What were you working on the case overtime, Joe? Um, <laughs> Foxy Doxy is in the house. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Um, let's see. Damn man I keep messing this thing up. Uh. growing pains no it's not i'm not growing i'm I'm just i just suck (laughs) (laughs) leandra r she says hi i'm new but i have a question i don't know if it's been talked about but has anyone heard about 56 year old male died after paramedics said they could go into the building oh yeah you know what let's close on that what what was your opinion on that michael chinat i
2: did not i'm not familiar i didn't hear what was going on
0: there was two paramedics outside of a door because they they couldn't go in there to save the guy. It
1: was COVID protocols. So they didn't, they didn't enter enter because of the COVID protocols and the guy subsequently died.
2: Unfortunately, the last year, um, a lot of things had changed with how we did, what our presumptions were. And and this is just ravaged people bad. Um, And in order to protect the frontline workers, the first responders that were going, the stuff that came down from the state was we had to do door interviews to minimize contact with people. Um, We would stop at the door and we would talk to people or we'd have them come to the door and speak to us. And unless we put on our PPE or personal protective equipment, those suits with our masks and double and triple glove and all this other stuff, we weren't going inside um, and even some of the treatments that we would give people who have breathing problems, like you've seen the nebulizers for asthmatics, or when they stop breathing, putting tubes down their throats, we weren't allowed to do that because of the nature of the disease, because it's spread through aerosol, through droplets, through through the air, and these processes would create these droplets, so trying to minimize exposure of other people. So there were a lot of sad things um, a lot of terrible things but unfortunately it, it was the nature of this disease that we were dealing with
0: well that's a great question leandro thanks for giving it to us i'm sorry i didn't see it i i'm o uh, i'm saying that wrong north north florida gary thanks for you for tuning in tonight lady katherine perry uh, you know what i'm, I'm o i can't say that anyway <laughs> um Christ, Kristen Lane, Mike Ferrone. everybody who tuned in tonight, all the fans for Police Off the Cuff. If you're watching this on um on YouTube, Merry Christmas from all the best. Oh yeah, I forgot another announcement. Monday we're doing a special show, Angel and I. It's the year in, revu- in review, the, cr- the year in crime. We're going to be reviewing mm-hmm. all the all the crime of the past year. Um, we're going to cover all the stories and uh, and that's going to be our our, our uh, year in crime episode. That's going to air this Monday at noon instead awesome. of midnight. We're doing it at noon. <laughs> but uh, so there you have it, folks. Any parting words, Angel?
1: No, listen, follow me on Twitter. That's where I do all my police advocacy and I give my opinions. Uh, it's at uh, Big Rican Man, right, uh, on Twitter. That's me. I'm the Big Recon Man. So follow <laughs> me on Twitter and on Instagram, too. Thanks.
0: Mike, any parting words?
2: be kind to each other take care of each other um and again during this time when everybody's sad and depressed because of the lack of sunshine make sure you're looking out for each other uh you see anything strange like uh, our friend said we're here to listen talk to us get it off your chest don't carry that baggage and don't do the worst that we can do uh stay alive
0: all right Amen. folks there you have it on behalf of police off the cuff <clears throat> I just want to remind you once again this Monday, tune in to noon for our uh, 2021 Year in Crime review. Um, I'm your host, Mark DeMayo. I'll be playing this weekend, Friday and Saturday night, one show only at the Eastville Comedy Club in Brooklyn, downtown Brooklyn on Atlantic Avenue. Eastville Comedy Club, showtime, 8 o'clock. They're doing one show on Friday, one show on Saturday. Should be a full house. Love to see you there. God bless. Stay safe. We love you. Adios. Peace. Peace. I'll take it.